Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, and we are back. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I'm here. I'm your host, Arnold Archer. I'm here with my guy, J.D. Harris. What's up, What's going on, my man? What's going on? I- I'm super pumped about this show, J.D. There's a lot happening, a lot of things going on. But first, I want to thank Grant, as always. G-Money. Yeah, Grant Anderson, we appreciate all your work and all the things you do for us, my man. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, you're still a weird dude. Okay, that's all, that's all I'm gonna tell you. You're still a weird dude. I, I mean, I don't care how you slice and dice it. And you know you're my guy. You've been my guy. You always be my guy. But you, you's a weird dude. So, Grant, if you ever decide to flip out, remember <laughs> who said it and who didn't. I've seen Happy Gilmore before or Billy Madison. It, wow, he's even compared you to Billy Madison. That's hardcore. I mean, you weird, but I don't know if you're that weird. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. But listen, I, I'm super excited because we got a guest on the show. And we got one of Northwestern's finest. Uh, he was offensive lineman for uh, Northwestern, which is, happens to be my alma mater. Which is, yeah, don't even don't even give me that face. Are TV they still in the Big Ten? Are you high? Yeah. You know better. <laughs> you know better. So I, I want to welcome our guest, uh, Desmond Taylor. What's up, man? Yeah, how's it going, guys? What's oh, going man. on, man? Man, it's going um, great, man. And yeah, JD, the Big Ten, Northwestern, we are still in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I, I'm a Northwestern fan, but I gotta play devil's advocate. Yeah, here. every once in a while, but it doesn't last long, though. Nah, but nah. you know how that. So what's going on with you, man? So you, so you, you played it in you, uh, 2006, 2009, man. How, how did you, how did you end up at NU, man? You know what, I had a great career there. You know, um, I would say the biggest thing, you know, we talk about our athletic career, you know, first and foremost, but, you know, it's the intangibles that I learned, you know, while I was there that benefit me more so now that I'm out in the real world. Um, You know, certain things of application pertaining to, um, you know, structure and, and, you know, scheduling and just, just learning how to grow up to become a man, you know, that's the biggest thing that Northwestern taught me, you know, uh, collectively with the environment as well as, you know, the coaching um, and being a part of a, you know, athletic um, team. So um, my experience, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed it while I was out there. I can't necessarily say I enjoyed the weather while I was out there. Um, <laughs> hey, wait a know. minute. That's my backyard now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's two seasons in Chicago. You got winter and you got summer. There's nothing in between there. Yeah. And summer's only about two months. But, Desmond, I, I mean, I noticed that you are all uh, all academic and that that says a lot, especially being at Northwestern. So is that why you chose Northwestern? I mean, you know, being a West Coast guy, yeah, Stanford, things like that. Yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, um, it was definitely um, out of the, the situation that I was in, you know, being a student athlete, being recruited out of high school. You know, I had received a few offers from Pac-10 schools, uh, from, you know, from Arizona, I'd, uh, been reached out to by Colorado, um, you know, more like uh, Midwest, you know, teams and mm-hmm. or West Coast teams, but I would say collectively speaking, when I was out there, there was just something about 
um, you know, the camaraderie and the fraternity that I saw, you know, with uh, individuals that, you know, were able to house me and just show me around the campus. And um, for me, I actually went to a hard boys school growing up, you know. And, uh, what? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, for me, just seeing women, you know, women. In- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, sign me up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and Evanston does have. A lot of people that are easy on the eyes walk around there. We got a couple cuties that hang out there. We got a couple. I, you know, I'll give a you couple. that. Yeah, yeah. Real talk, real talk. But well, we got we got downtown Chicago, so we kind of claim that as well as our, as our background. Wait as well. a minute. I mean, come on, give Evanston some credit. I'm I'm from Waukegan, so Desmond. I used to take and went to Lake Forest College, so we okay. would go up there on the weekends to hang out at Northwestern. Because our selection was probably more like your boys' school, uh, all boys' school. <laughs> so I had to go down there, and you know, I went to a couple uh, little get-togethers and saw the AKAs there and things like that. Yeah, and, man, you just got you know, you got super happy. I know you. Did. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, Des, Des, I, I got a question for you. You know, because it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I was a student athlete. I mean, you know, years and years before you, my man, and and I did end up going back. You know, after. Or, you know, sometime in 2005 to 2006, and and I, and I want to ask you because you're a little bit more recent uh, student athlete. Yeah. You know, now what what do you think it's going to take for us as a team to win a bowl game? Um, you know what? I think we just keep on doing the things that we've been doing. Um, you know, while I was there, you know, I had an opportunity to be coached under Coach Fitzgerald. And, um, you know, just seeing the mentality, you know, and the different type of landscape he brought to the team, um, you know, and just kind of the way that he's doing things and facilitating things. I think that right now we're in a good position. I think we just need to, you know, um, keep up with what we've been doing um, and just, you know, just work hard. You know, the proof is in the pudding. Um, Every single year, um, you know, Obviously, Northwestern, you know, kind of gets, you know, the doormat to bigger uh, institutions like Michigan and Ohio State for recruit, recruitment and players. But as of late, if you see kind of generally the, the college athletic landscape, some people aren't going to these big-time institutions anymore because they want to have the opportunity to play right away. So, you know, you see, you know, some person that comes in and, you know, they're going to have to sit for two to three years, whereas, you know, maybe at Northwestern, you know, adequate talent, three or four star recruit coming out of high school, they're able to come in and make a significance, you know, earlier. So um, I would say, you know, I think we're on the cusp of winning a bowl game soon. You know, I don't believe in this whole curse thing, you know, because I'd be unfortunate. I would think like the whole north si- north side, you know, including Chicago, you know, with the Cubs being. Oh, my oh, Cubbies, my uh, Cubbies. <laughs> Uh, you know, I hope that doesn't translate to Northwestern, but I think, you know, with Coach Fitz and, you know, his coaching staff and, you know, the facilities and the training, you know, um, I've seen firsthand, you know, kind of just everything that's transpired throughout the years, and I think that as we continue to progress, you know, there's a few bowl wins in our uh, horizon, in my opinion. So. No, I, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I think that Northwestern, I think Fitz, He's the right guy, as you know. He's a teammate Absolutely. of mine. He's a teammate of mine. He bleeds the purple. You know, it's his. It's his dream to be at the job. And when you say he, as a player, he was a coach. Yeah, he was already. A, he was. I mean, you could see. You could see him being a coach because he was the. He was probably the unofficial on the field coach. Yeah. You know, he he actually ran the defense, which was. It was huge. It was absolutely huge because Vince will tell you himself. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the fastest. Uh, he wasn't the most athletic. 
And look yeah. who he was lining up. You he was yeah. Eddie George right yeah, that was, time. Yeah, he was he was against the, you know uh, Bianca Patuca <laughs> and other. I mean, he he had some. There was some stiff competition. Some first round, right? Defense. Absolutely, some first round draft picks that he competed against, and he was a coach on the field. And I think that was huge. That was a huge advantage that we had, an absolute huge. Now, where are you from, Desmond? I'm originally from Los Angeles. So. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! California uh, dreaming. I'm I'm back at home now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely you are. Absolutely. So so take us take us a little bit through what what you were doing after you graduated and 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 what you're doing now. Well, um, as you guys might know, you know, uh, depending on your situation, I know once I was completely done with uh, you know football, you know, the fact of you being able to wake up and you're like, what? No meetings? You know, no no film? No no workouts? Nothing? You know, <laughs> you tend to have a lot of time on your hands. Um, that's for sure. But um, what I ended up doing was I was enrolled in a master's degree program. Um, it was uh, interaction, social influence, and you know um, some of the uh, work you know dealt with uh, project management, occupational communication, um, bargaining negotiation, different types of things. Oh, that, okay. You, know, you did the smart stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so I was there for a bit. You know, I finished up my master's degree, but <clears throat> you know. Uh, I was born and raised a music head, and um, I ended up, you know, uh, I'm a drum player, I'm a percussion, percussionist, I used to play at my church, um, and I also did a little bit of production um, before I came out to Northwestern, but when I came out to Northwestern, I kind of had to put that to the wayside, but I didn't stop learning and, you know, didn't stop, um, you know, progressing in the, the field of just being kind of a, a music connoisseur and somebody that does produce music. So, okay. you know, I ended up hitting the ground running. You know, uh, once uh, I was done out there in Chicago, um, you know, what's the most relevant place to, you know, get a start in the music industry? Los Angeles. So, you know, I was originally from there, and I decided to move back, um, and I ended up getting a gig at a recording studio um, as a pr production assistant. And, um, you know, just pretty much uh, I was there for about a year and a half um, and then um, decided to make a transition um uh, more or less into potentially law school. You know, I took some time off uh, from the studio life to, you know, maybe potentially uh, pursue uh, a JD um, just from learning more about the industry and getting a better sense of kind of where I fit in there as well as, you know, seeing, you know, where your, where your industry's heading, you know, for the right. most part. So um, it's been a good blast. You know, I've had opportunity to meet a lot of different people, um, both famous and non-famous, um, you know, a lot of different stories and, you know, as of right now, I'm just producing, um, you know, I was uh, there at Northwestern before I actually ended up leaving. Um, I met up with two other guys, and, you know, um, these were just friends or affiliates, and we kind of were on the same page, and we created our own production company. So we're in the process of just shopping tracks and, you know, getting more acquired with artists and, you know, individuals who are trying to, uh, you know, co-align with our vision and what we see musically for the future. So, so, so what, so what kind of, what kind of stuff are you guys doing? What kind of stuff are you guys putting together? I mean, um, well, yeah, um, you know, our, our production company is called Most Art. Um, it's kind of put on Mozart, you know, the, the guy that was, you know, in the, back in the early centuries of, you know, uh, Beethoven symphonies and whatnot, uh, so it's most part. And, you know, uh, we like to embody that type of philosophy. You know, we, we don't, you know, uh, subject ourselves to a t uh, particular genre or a particular okay. field of music. Nice. Um, I would say that our forte is with, you know, hip-hop and R&B and pop music. Um, but, you know, I've done a lot of different types of projects with, you know, 
um, eclectic individuals, you know, ranging from folk, you know, to, you know, even acoustic and, you know, things like that. So we don't try to put ourselves into a box necessarily, but if we had to have, you know, a niche, you know, we're very good at, you know, mainstream hip-hop and uh, pop and, you know, R&B. So, so you could get, like, Lil Wayne and Tony Bennett together. Uh, <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> that would be quite a, uh, quite a match, but, <laughs> um, but you know, if there's some type of way to make it work, you know, uh, there's always room. I've seen a lot of different types of obnoxious things happen anyway in the music industry, so, you know, to, to rule that out as a, as a, not a thought, you know, that, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so so is there is there stuff online that, that people that our listeners can go listen to and, yeah, and definitely you know the biggest thing that you know we're, we're trying to look for is just you know legitimate artists you know the biggest thing when i was back in los angeles um you know you go up to people and you talk to people and it's just like uh, what do you do it's like oh i'm a singer or oh i'm a rapper right you know, one fish two fish red fish blue fish like I'm a rapper now, you know. No, absolutely. There you go. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you getting down. I hear you. It's coming through right now. No, absolutely. So, so um, yeah, the, the website is you know mostartentertainment.com. Um, you know most as in most and art. Um, you know and uh, you know we go there and we have a track listing and basically we're just trying to you know. Uh, you know, work with people that, you know, um, that kind of, like I said, see our vision. And we're also using it as a platform to get, you know, uh, just not arts that are pertinent to music. We're trying to expand and get all types of art out there. You know, I feel like art can be in forms of fashion. It could be in forms of cooking. It could be in forms of, you know, even, you know, film and television, you know. So what we're trying to do is just create a platform for individuals, you know, to showcase their art and their talent, you know, through our blog. Um, but as well, you know, the, the bread and butter. And what we're trying to do is just keep it also as a production, um, you know, type uh, entity as well as, you know, uh, potentially managing artists that we seem uh, to find a good, you know, relationship with. So, um, yeah, com, and, you know, you guys can check it out and, um, go for them there. If you guys know any type of legitimate talent, you know, you guys could be my own little type of scouts, you know, um, in that aspect. But, yeah, everything's doing well, man. I, you know, I'm having a blast out here in Los Angeles and, you know, uh, you know, going deeper into the rabbit hole as it progresses, you know. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Des, man, I, I wish you all the best of Absolutely. luck, man. And I really, really appreciate you being on the show, man. And, and let's let's keep in contact because you know we're working on a lot of stuff too artistically, and so I think there might be an opportunity to do some collaboration. You know, yeah, and I'm always down for collaborations. You know, <laughs> for sure. Well, thanks a lot, Thank man. You, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're gonna be back. Uh, we'll talk to you later, right, Des? All right, sounds good. Thanks, take care. man. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna take a break, and then we'll be back. Get on some of this sports. Uh, then we'll go from there. All right, we'll be back. Dardo Audrey, JD Harris, OTS, Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, and we're back. Uh, I wanted to take an opportunity again to thank Dez. I appreciate him being on the yeah. show. It was a great interview. Uh, it's most art. Most art. It is like Mozart, but most art. Yes. And pretty nice website, too. By no, the that's way. nice. So he's got mostart.com. Uh, most, so most art entertainment. Most art entertainment. So check, check his website out. Uh, again, we appreciate you being on the show, my man. Uh, wish you all the best of luck for sure. Uh, I wanted to take uh, a moment uh, to say that Donna Summers, one of our uh, all-time disco queens, passed away of cancer. So I wanted to take a moment of silence for, uh, as we always do uh, on the show. And also, you know, during this time, uh, you also had the death of Mary uh, Kennedy. But going to Donna Summers, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Uh, there, she was saying that she felt like her cancer had a lot to do with 911, uh, inhaling all the stuff in New York oh, and things like that. I, see. I found that to be uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, she she'll no doubt be sorely missed. And every cut, I mean, you know, you grew up in Europe, and one of the things that they do over there. It, they love playing our older music, right. not just our new. Right, right. They 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 bring it back. But, they bring it you back. You know, you see some dude in a, a decked out car with some rims and stuff like that, trying to get gangster uh-huh. playing Donna Summers. <laughs> I am not lying. But that's but that's awesome. Ooh, yeah, that, is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, she will most definitely be sorely sorely missed. Now, I lost a battle to cancer, and I don't know how old she was when she passed, but let's see here. But, I think she was. So, I mean, and the thing is, it, it's been, with people like her, she transcended, I think, different different sects of life. Right. Uh, her music drew people in, and you have a great, I have a great appreciation for any artist that could do it. And you so know, lovely. And, so, so beautiful. And, so beautiful and, in her height. In today's mean. day. That's very hard to do. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, what? Think about some artists, mu- musicians that go over that. No matter where you are, 
that everyone pretty much likes. Can't, Right. Alicia Keys, right? Sure. Maybe, maybe Madonna, but I mean Madonna was I, right I, in that sense. I say Madonna back in the day, but but not even now. but but even still though, for her to be the disco queen, we'd still her music still be around, you know, forty years later in the seventies, and still be around forty years later. I think that you, you clearly had a, a major impact on the music world. So absolutely. So she will most definitely be sorely, sorely missed, and so will Mary Kennedy. Even though I don't know exactly how she's related to the Kennedys, she's but married she, to Robert Kennedy Jr. Okay, well then. And boom. There you go. There you go. So she will be uh, missed as well. And speaking of missed, D Rose. Ugh, man. Dude, that, when I saw that, I was like, first, Ugh, it, it's man. almost like playing your quarterback in the fourth quarter when you're winning, and then he gets hurt and he's out for the playoffs. And uh, and then be out for another full year. Yeah. I, I It just, just so happened. I was walking down Scottsdale the other day, mm-hmm. uh, going to Macalicious to, you know, get some accessories for my iPad. Yeah, of course. And uh, as I'm walking, I see this individual, and I'm thinking he would be a great fit for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, Mr. Uh, Steve Mr. Nash. Mr. Steve Nash. I see you got a picture of, yeah, the, of it, the man. Yeah, I, I had to go over there. I looked, I was like, this that, is the Nashter. Yeah. And I, I, I think... The, the Bulls, Bulls could use him. Yeah, Bulls especially, could definitely you know, use him as be, a facilitator. Yeah, and it gives Rose that time to not be forced in. Well, even still, like, even at the earliest, he'll be back in eight months, you know, which it puts him in the middle of the season next year, right? Mm-hmm. At, at the earliest. And at the latest, and again, this is, this is assuming that everything goes swimmingly, that there's no setbacks, that he doesn't rupture it, you know, just in rehab. Or any of that. This is just straight up time, eight to twelve months. Given the athletic, giving all the great athletic healthcare specialists on there, rehabbing it. I mean, the professionals, the best of the best. Doctor Andrews. Yeah, Doctor Andrews. I mean, doing the best they can for him, and they're still giving him only eight to twelve months, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, uh, you look at Adrian Peterson. Very similar situation. They showed him. Did you? I don't know if you saw the video of him no. working out with Suggs. No, remember no, Sugarman? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Suggs is the head uh, trainer uh, in Minnesota. Eric Sugarman. Sugarman. I call him the Ball Eagle. He, yeah, he the Suggs. Got yes. a little beak. Oh, he's got a serious beak. That's yeah. So uh, Suggs, he they show uh, Adrian Peterson doing his workout, uh, recovering from his injury, and they're like, it may not be a doubt if he'll start in the beginning of the season because he's a freak. Not say Derrick Rose is that, but well, Derrick Rose is a freak. I mean, let's let's put him let's put but him in Adrian the realm. Peterson is a freak of professional athletes. You know, you have you don't think Derrick Rose is a freak think, of professional athletes? I think Adrian Peterson, what he does, I, I think Derrick Rose is a freak. But I say Adrian Peterson is super freak. How about that? Wow, he's a super freak. <laughs> super freak. Super I, freak. I I I think I, I would put them in the same realm. I would put their competitiveness wow. in the same realm. I would put their athletic ability in the same realm. I really would. I think really? Derek Rose. Derek Rose is a nasty, nasty basketball player. He plays like foot like a football player. He's athletic. He is a facilitator. He. I mean, he does it all on the field. I mean, on the court, he does it all. He does it all. And again, I love AP and I love Rose too. So that I just I just think that they are both extremely gifted, talented athletes. And I, I, I just hope that I really do hope that they give him the time to recover. That that his career, he's got a long career ahead of him. I hope they give him the opportunity to uh, um, 
heal properly and not get him back as fast as they can because they see that the, that the season is done. Because I, without him and not bringing in anybody that is equally as good a facilitator like a Nash, but even Nash does a different thing than what Rose does. Nash can score. He can create shots. I think he... Because the guys on their team are all are for the most part complementary players. Support guys, right? Support I guys. think Nash, and with his endurance and durability, he would even with his age, he would create that opportunity for him. The person that I want to see, great person, mm-hmm. but going back, and I know we weren't here, is Boozer. I think is a prime candidate to compete in the WNBA. And his plan, <laughs> I have never, never, I mean, and he's a, a great dude. Wow. But you want to talk wow. about. Wow, you just called him Fragile like that. Man, like. There's like 50 people listening to the show. <laughs> dude, I was so, so disappointed. How could you be? I never liked the deal. I'd never liked the signing in the first place. Right. I felt like they were better off aggressively going after Carmelo right. or someone like that than to get Boozer in, who's really not too good at anything. Wow. I thought he was, to me, they were better off getting Shane Battier. Wow. Wow. I mean, I mean he's tougher. He's solid, uh, better on defense, defense right. wow. and he's a little bit consistent. He and probably play, would rebound probably more than he Boozer could play does. three different positions. Wow! But wow. seeing Boozer, but anyway, I, I, I'm sure everybody wants to talk about more recent things. But no, but, no but, I hear you. But looking at Boozer, I just could not handle it. I mean, it was it, it got to the point. I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna go and cook my dinner and. Not even turn on TV. Because it's not even worth even getting yourself into. Sticking in Chicago sports, though, to change the subject real briefly, Kerry Woods uh, retires today. Yeah, and he's had a series of injuries and things like that. And also, before I forget, uh, going to the Southsiders, Coach Hickey, who was a former pitcher for the uh, Sox, he was their batting coach, a friend of our family's. Mm -hmm. Uh, He passed away. Uh, A tremendous story. A homegrown Chicago boy. End up working, working at a normal job and then went after it and got a job with the Sox or played with the Sox, pitched, tough, tough guy. His, uh, brother is a good friend. Um, in fact, my parents just went to Cabo with his brother. Right. Uh, he just passed away, but going to Kerry Woods, that guy just has had a string, just a string of, bad, of just bad well, luck. Every it just seems, <laughs> yeah, it seems like it, right? Mark it's Breyer. A, yeah. Uh, Kerry Woods. I mean, uh, think Grace Zambrano yeah. had a hot minute, then fell off. I mean, like after Grace left, once Grace left, which is interesting, Grace leaving, right? Their stuff just went to the man. Pits. I mean, and, and I'm and again, I'm a huge, huge Cubs fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Northside guy. They've always supported Northwest, and they've always supported our cause. So I'm always been a big fan uh, of the Cubs. And again, you know, I I love a good loser. I do because we, you know, Northwestern was that. We we, we were that, and we still. I mean, we still haven't gotten over the hump, but we're still. We've we've changed our 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 image. But we still are considered well. You're not still the you're you're the middle of the road, and every once in a while you finish second or third. You know we're not the upper echelon on a consistent basis yet. No, and, and Wrigley Field. I mean, let's be honest, it's not too many places in the world 
the whole ambiance. It's yeah. just, it's just, you know, you go to the Sox to watch baseball because you got a new facility. You fancy go to the Sox to watch a game. Yeah, fancy food. They got, you know, you know, state of the art systems and and all these things and you know, restaurants. Black jerseys. Black you remember jersey. when they first came out with the black? Yeah, jersey? they're they're all, you know, they they they're stylistic. They're South Side guys. You know, they're like, oh, we're so tough. We're South guy. South Side. I mean, guys. you get you had Michael Jordan. You had Bo Jackson. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and, and but then you watch the Cubs and the Cubs. Have been a throwback. They, they're continuing to be a throwback. They have won in 104 years, 102 years, or whatever that is. They played in the same state. I mean, it's just it is it is an amazing experience. You're right. You're sitting there, and it's like you're part of history. It, it's just you know you think about all the games, not just baseball games, but football games that yeah, were played there too. True. Yeah, the Bears started there. If you go back, I mean, there's certain places that are just like that, like Arrowhead Stadium. Right. I mean. Just, L.A. Coliseum. Right. Just mon, you know, they're, they're sports monuments. You know, yeah. they're places where you go, like the green, like the uh, Red Sox Stadium too. Yeah. A fi- or, uh, what's the field called? Uh, that field. Yep. Yeah. The green with the green monster. Oh man, now, that's, that's terrible. That is, <laughs> now, now here's the thing too. Soldier Field before it became the Toilet Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That, Soldier it, Field it, before it became whatever that is, that <laughs> alien ship that landed in that space. Whatever. It looks like a Toilet Bowl on yeah. top of it. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's 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 one of those places. And every time I go there, whether I'm on a... a, a whether I'm on the uh, in the stands, whether I'm uh, you know in the bleachers, whether I'm on the buildings, you know next to it, looking over, watching the game that way, it's still you always feel like you're part of history, you're part of everybody in Wrigleyville has a good time. Absolutely, it, it, absolutely. It, you know you don't ever walk out of Wrigleyville and see a small a sad face. They don't win, lose. It's all the same. Exactly. Exactly. It means better if you win, of course, because then you hang out and party. But if you lose, you still hang out and party, just not as long. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you, just, you, you still hang out and party, but just not as long. Not, well, you know, I think you still party just as long because then you're drinking away your sorrows. Yeah, exactly. And then you're talking about what's going to happen next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, State in baseball, Josh Hamilton hits four home runs in one game. He becomes like the 18th player. But first of all, I'm still blown away that there's 18 guys that hit four home runs in one game in Major League Baseball. It and I told you before, I think hitting a baseball is probably the hardest individual acti- uh, act activity that you could do in professional sports. I, I would have to agree. Whenever 30, per, if you hit 30 percent, and that's good. That's not good. That's that's major. That's that's, that's, that's Hall of Fame Hall, stuff. Hall of Fame. That's that's absolutely positively incredible. I still don't think, in all cases, they're the better athletes. Uh, and I have a friend that we've been getting into. They work for NASCAR, so I'm supposed to go out on a track to find out. Oh well, I mean, again, I think it's uh, NASCAR is one of those things. Like until you do it, you be like, oh, really? They, they they drive a car around in about four hundred circles. What's the deal with that? But then you get in there and you be like, wow, this is a little bit, you know, trying to work the car control. They don't have the same brakes and you know things that you usually have. And I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm giving them the benefit. Yeah, of, yeah, I, you know, I'm saying. But if you if my car is better than yours, it. At the end of the day, right. it might not, not matter as much. Well, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know NASCAR. I'm not even, even going to play. And, and I'm not going to defend that. I'm on both sides of the fence with that because right, right. I know it takes some endurance and things. I don't want to take away from that. No, but it's and like you don't want to piss the NASCAR nation oh, yeah. off because they will. Yeah, my boy from Notre Dame. Yeah, 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 they will. They will boycott everything that you ever try to do. Absolutely. In we life, don't want to so. mess that. No, no, no. We're just getting started on the yeah. show. We don't yeah. want NASCAR to you shut are, down. You are finished. You guys are absolutely 
garbage. <laughs> no way. Uh, Michael Phelps makes an announcement that he plans to retire from swimming after the 2012 Summer Olympics. I'm excited about the Olympics. Yeah. And him retiring. At, okay. Okay. I think he's just going to go to Jamaica and, 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 and do what he does best. Now, did you see that Jerusalem has a football league? Whoa, Jerusalem yeah. now has a football Jer- Jerusalem. Wow, you know what? We're going to take a break. and I need to talk about that, Jerusalem. Okay, well, I, that, I don't know. I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America OTS. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Erica. I appreciate that. Erica. Yeah, yeah. I went playing Jane today. You know, I went basic. Went back to the roots. You know All right. Last week to... it was like Aquanetta. <laughs> yeah, I went playing Jane. Uh, so, you know, before we left the break, uh, JD made the announcement that uh, Israel has a, a, a football team, which I think is awesome. And, and, you know, me and JD talk a lot about this whole thing, and we think that obviously uh, a lot of Americans don't realize that uh, football is being played around the world. It's being played around the world, and it's been played since the 70s. Even before the 70s. Even before the 70s, depending on the country you go to now. Granted, again, it's not highly, it's not as developed as as it is here in the States. But let's not make no mistake about it. The bottom line is this. Football is the last international holdout. NFL is one, and the NFL wants it. They oh, want they, that they, bad. They, they see. That's Be- why they go to London. That's why they've yeah, already set that up. Because you walk do- around. They've walked around and they go on vacations and they see Erlacher jerseys walking in the streets. Uh, of London. Absolutely, and they, and they want that market. They want that market. They also want that talent pool. Once you get that talent pool, sort of like the Yao Ming. You know, Yao Ming jobs the NBA. That's automatically two two million people, <laughs> two billion people that care now. More about NBA than they knew before because they got someone to root for. So baseball is the same way. And let's not get it twisted. 
Uh, I had to say it that way. That yeah, was, you did. It's so hardcore. Let's, let's not get let's, twisted. Let's not get you know, twisted. No, but uh, my experience, just even with uh, Coach Mosley being in Japan, when you see when you think Japanese and football, you don't think the nice football fields. Like when they actually have, they have a football building. Right. At the university. At right. the universities, they play football there. Right, exactly. And football in Japan, uh, at the particular school he's at, is at least 50 years old. Right. And so these guys, 50 years of football. So they've had plenty of youth go through there, train, get better. They've had two gen- two or three generations go through there to get better, and they send their coaches to the state. Well, yeah, oh, to, to the top colleges. Right, and exactly. you have to understand, too. Our military had a lot of influence on football in those countries. Across, the, around the world. Exactly. And so, like, Germany and Austria, which is some of the best football that's played internationally, Australia, which is one of another top dogs. But the, believe it or not, the Koreans and the uh, Ger- uh, Japanese are probably the two better overseas Outside, of, you know, you have Canada, right, have, right, and Mexico is very good as well, right. Uh, so it's it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. As a matter of fact, I get a it's a funny story. Uh, you know, my parents are both in the military, and <laughs> there's this picture of my brother, uh, and he was probably eight. This is before I was born. He was playing in little league over in England on their little league football teams on the base. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're, the military had a big influence on not just football, it had it baseball and all those just things. American had it, yeah, just American culture. Yeah, American culture kind of influenced the, the locals. And, 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 you know, football's being played around the world. I think you're right. I do agree that eventually it's going to be an Olympic sport. 2016. And I want that, and I can't wait to uh, see that happen. But not only that, the influence of, like, John Madden. Right, exactly. Uh, the, the video games and the Internet has definitely ta- oh, yeah. taken it to uh, entire absolute another level no question about it and you know i gotta say uh, i'm a huge huge fan of the olympics i'm super excited about this year it's gonna be sweet i'm a bigger fan of the summer than i am the winter Absolutely. i don't i don't really get into the skiing and all that noise but i get it i love track and field. yeah you yeah, love love that man I, absolutely i mean granted it's over nine seconds but it is the i mean the build up the the the, the relays i loved it i mean i participated in high school i love it and you see my boy dropped his girlfriend so he could focus a little bit more on it who's that Usain Bolt. Yeah, bolt, bolted on her. Bolt, bolted on her, but was like, listen, uh, the girl, you like, fine and everything, go. but I got, I got to run. I got to get this run on. I got, I got to make my millions I of seconds. Get, yeah, I got to get my full fledged sp- my sprint on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Super, super excited about that. Uh, other news, uh, Vikings get a new stadium. Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to be the L.A. Vikings. Yeah, and awesome. Good for them. I think they need it. Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> we talked real briefly about the, uh, you know, AP. I think that a lot of their futures hinged on his return. I think it's going to impact, impact fantasy because now you, you don't take him in top five unless you feel like he's 100%. And, again, I'm a huge, huge fantasy football fan. So, you know, I – I got to work out my strategy now because that's you know he's no longer top five, but then you got to move in a few other. I mean, so there's, he's there's a some still strategy. Pick. Yeah, yeah. You just you just you just don't know what he's gonna come back like. So you know that I don't know. That just got me thinking about Vikings. <laughs> uh, on a, on another level, on a, I mean another team. Uh, Vilma John Vilma sues uh, Goodell, saying he slandered him, saying yeah. he made up stuff that he didn't actually do. And wise decision by his lawyer. Well. I mean, what else choice do you have? I mean, you can't 
You can't sue the, the shield. No, you can't sue the shield because the shield pays you. Uh, you can sue the man that represents the, the, the owners of the shield, but you can't sue the shield. But and, the problem, and I'm sure he has that umbrella insurance. Yeah, but the problem is, though, is that, you know, they've done investigations. They're, they've, they've dug it up. They've interviewed. They've done all these things already. And I think that, uh, the, the message is clear. The message has been sent, and it's very, very clear. And as Willem, I, if I was him, I'd be like, absolutely, I'm going to sue because I don't want to lose $3.5 million this year. No, yeah, absolutely and, and, and not. And not only that, here's the thing, too, because according to how it was, and it's just a difficult situation, when you when your coach tells you to do something, even as a grown man, and they, supposedly from his stance, they were just saying – Say I I got this for you guys. I'm putting this money in. A, I'm putting five thousand in. They were saying that was uh, told to him to say. It wasn't that he put up his own money. Said he was approached. Well, I think. I and, think and, you and, know. and the other thing is, the NFL hasn't turned over its evidence against the players. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that that's going to probably hold up because. You know they don't. I don't think that they jumped to any crazy conclusions because again, they they just got done with the collective bargaining agreement. They don't want to. They don't want to cause a bigger rift. But they do want to send a very clear message, and I think he did that. And yeah. I get that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, McCoy gets a new contract with uh, with uh, the, Eagles. With the Eagles, thank goodness, finally. Eagles gave a running back. A running back has gotten some money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> finally, right? I, I, you know, I, I feel. I really feel for running backs in this day and age, especially. And it went bad on him. Chris Johnson didn't help last year. No, that didn't help. If Chris Johnson did, big money, if he did then something didn't show last up the year, the way he did, right? And now with the two back system, and I'm I'm kind of like Jim Brown when he says that if you need two backs, you don't have one good back, right? And I look at I look at well, Tim Brown could say that because he was an animal, an absolute uh, animal. There are very few men that have come that have graced the field of the NFL. They were anywhere near the kind of animal and beast that he was. In every sport that he did. Exactly. So everything he touched, he was the absolute animal. So Jim Brown can say that. But Not I, many people can say that. But I think Trent Richardson is I a guy know. with a lot of skill set. He blocks well. He catches well. He runs well. I mean, usually, typically right now, you don't, you don't get a lot of guys that at least show that or the systems that they do. But then also I'm a firm believer at some point as a coach, you have to coach them. Right. And certain things can be taught. Skills can be taught. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. you got to start with the basis. you got to start with a, a skill set. you got to have a minimum, right? You have to have a minimum, and then once you are above that minimum, then that dictates sort of how great you can be. Like, for example, back in the day, Mac Brown being, you know, over at Texas – it was a time I would not have ever taken a running back from Texas. Right. Because they're all good runners, but that's it. Right. And you play in the position, especially at the pro level, you're almost as important as that left tackle. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely, on, on, on a variety of different fronts. I mean, not just blocking, but you're the outlet. You're the, you know, you're the one that needs to make the play. You're the, you know, you're the decoy at some point, you know, because if they don't respect you, then there's no need to even, if you go on a flare out there, they don't think you can, do anything in the open field, then no one cares. Yeah, like no I don't, I don't even... want to back that scary forty times every game in college. No, no, of course not. You don't want that. But that—that that, I mean, 
Yeah, you definitely don't want that. Uh, Chris Carter comes out and says he paid bounties to offensive linemen to protect him. I don't know what that means. Well, it, it was a word, a uh, play on words, according to Chris. And he was saying, basically, he was saying, protect me. So basically, you know what, get up the field. If this person, if Bill Romanowski is coming at me, which he's known to spit in people's face and right, right. jump late in a pile, he said, hey, take a look when I'm upfield. Different, different, different. Different, yeah, different. That's, but that's but that's what you love about offensive linemen because they're the, they're the bigger guys. They're on the field. They're the ones that are protecting you, not just by by their attitude, but by nature. That's what their job is. But at the same is. time, you know, playing the game, maybe being having played receiver, I can understand maybe a quarterback saying that, a running back. I, I just, don't. Uh, yeah, I know. I get. I, I, I see where you're going. No, I Did see you where you're going. Did you protect me downfield? No, I see where you're going, but I, I get. I get his sentiment as well, though. That you know, but I, I love. I love seeing that. I love seeing the bigger guys going in and helping the smaller guys against the bigger guys. Like NBA right now, I'm loving to see these. You know, LeBron James and all these people. The, the big guys, you know, you get pushing and shoving, and all the bruisers just run in there and try to separate it. If it gets ugly, the bruisers handle it. That's their job. Hockey's infamous for that. That's like what Lakers, they do. They wouldn't have won that last game if Ron Artest didn't come back. They did not win. No, that I'm last talking game. about their last. Uh, oh, the game that the, they they actually did win. Yeah, I'm talking. They did not. No, win. I'm talking about the yeah the uh, first round of the playoffs. They wouldn't not have beat right. Denver. You're right, I hear. Had he saying. not come back. Right. No, I hear what you're saying. I because hear what you're saying. He I look at Powell and, and I look at uh, your boy. Bynum soft. Yeah. Man. Soft, soft. Dude. Seven footers, really soft. I was like, there's about 100 volleyball teams that wouldn't take either one of them. No, no. I hear you. And I'll tell you what, Kendrick Perkins is down there <laughs> throwing bows on these kids. And they both sit on the them like... looking at each other, <laughs> talking after the you game. Boy, you boy, uh, what's, it, uh, what's the, other, the, the other center that they and got? I'm sorry, Metter Serge, Serge Ibaka is down there just getting all kinds of athletic on them, jumping all over them. I mean, it's, it's just, they're like getting mauled. Yeah. It's it is really incredible to see him getting getting gonna, girl handled like it's that. It's gonna be some heads rolling in L.A. Yeah, I think they gotta blow that up. I think they gotta do I more. I think they trade Kobe. Think you got well, let's not get crazy. No. Well, I don't you got know. Got a year or two left. Get yeah, your I value. Yeah, I just don't know that they, they would do that. I don't know if he's actually on the blocks. I don't know how much it's gonna cost him. I think you get. I think you trade straight up. You go buying them for um your boy from uh, Dwight Howard. Boom, done. Straight up. Yeah, but it won't go like that. It, it, but if I were the Lakers, I'd be like, I get rid of Biden. I don't care if he's twenty three, twenty four. He he, I, I don't think he's gonna get any tougher. Oh no, he's not gonna get no tougher. He's not gonna get no meaner. He's not gonna get more athletic or smarter. <laughs> no, he's not. He's gonna very get very immature, and it's not because of his age. It's because of mentality. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, and look at all the gray hair on his head. You ever look at him up close? He's got all this gray hair. He's only what twenty five. He reminds me of Bubba Shrimp. <laughs> Bubba Gump. So hardcore. You, he does. You, you, you Every get, time I watch you get, it. You get nasty now. No, no, getting, I'm serious. Every time I look, I was like, he you reminds just me of. You nasty now. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Uh, Voice America. Darnell Lottery. Stay here. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you listen for life love and sports Featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. And then J.D. JD wanted to make a quick little announcement. Yeah, you guys... Coming out to the Valley on uh, June 23rd, first of all, I'm happy to say this. My big brother is going to be opening for the uh, 809 Entertainment uh, Laugh Now, Laugh Later comedy show. That's it, awesome. Man, I, I'm pumped because you have Juan Villarreal from Def Comedy Jam uh, and BET Comic View. You have Honest John. See, they have a diverse uh, panel. No, absolutely. Uh, and then you have Man from Martin. Right. And it's hosted by uh, Sonia D. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, if you have any questions, look it up. It's at www.celebritytheater.com. Come on out. It's Saturday, June 23rd. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. I'll be there, and you better be there. Otherwise, you are square. Word. My rapid Word. career. All right, you, boom! You know? There it is. There it is. So there's our public, uh, there's our public uh, announcement. Just Bam! Like, boom in your face. There it is. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's, let's let's discuss this NBA thing uh, to wrap this whole thing up. All right, let's discuss. Discuss. All right. Heat Pacers. Okay, Pacers is up two one. Chris Bosh out. The stretch is out. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus Rex. The baby arms is out. Now, can the Heat come back? One. They have the ability to. Uh, and I think that LeBron knows if he doesn't do this now, I think the big three gets broken up. Wow, I don't know. Uh, I mean, financially, can they do that, though? I mean, they just gave them a tra- huge thing. They could trade them. There's some other and- people that might want them. Even though they burned some bridges, yeah. I, 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 but well, first the first person that will be gone would be Bosch, but I don't know if anyone will really tie into that. What a difference he makes! So I was shocked to see them get run out of the gym. They got ran out of the Pacers Stadium. I mean, like with, uh, I was watching a whole different. I was like, what? what Dwayne Wade, and I love Dwayne Wade. 
I don't like him altogether because I think it changes. I think it changes his um, his thing. I think it changes his personality and his demeanor when you have another superstar like LeBron on your squad. It changes who you are as a person. And I think, I, and this is my observation, like when I saw Dwayne Wade before, I always felt like. He was doing things the right way. He was a hard worker. He didn't he didn't complain. He didn't bitch. He didn't do none of that. He just went out there, played really, really hard, and people respected him for being a, a good sport and all those kind of things. And now I think that they've kind of gotten the the media has now made him and media and the teaming up sort of made him a little harder and, it, and he comes off as more arrogant. Uh, yeah, more arrogance and whiny. I think a lot has to do. I mean, he has some personal changes gone through. Yeah, maybe uh, went through a divorce. Got Gabrielle Union. I think he would be happier. But he it's funny that you mentioned that because before Dwayne Wade was didn't have a lot of sound bites. Right. But the one when Mike Bibby hit that shot in New York mm-hmm. and he was like he didn't do that the entire time he was here. Right. I thought I was like first wow. of all I was like that was cold blood. Right, right. <laughs> Stone bloody killer. No, but I mean it just I don't know, it just changes it up to way so Wade's different. So to answer your question, I think they had the ability to. Will they? I don't know that one. I, I, it's I okay to say I don't know, but because the Pacers, they're young team. And athletic and, and big. And, and so they, you know, one of the things is, and we all know this, early success is not always good. Well, I think in this situation with Bosch out, I don't know what they were, I don't know what they're, and I was watching ESPN and they were like, they no longer have a plan B. Like their plan A is only LeBron and Dwayne Wade. That's their plan A. They don't have a plan B. So unless those two, even if those two went out and scored 30 apiece at 60, that's still not going to cut it because everybody else is not showing up. Mario yeah. Chalmers is not showing up. Uh, um, what's your boy's name? Shane Battier is not showing up. Terry Ott's not got nothing in the middle. I mean, so I I think they're done. I, I think they're done. Yeah, and that's with that happening. They will be the laughing stock of the NBA again. And I think it would do the media and everybody who hates this, hates that team. They go, yeah, I want them to stick it to them. That's what they get. Which That's what you I get for st- saying six, seven, eight, nine, ten championships. That's what you get. And, and my thing too, I'll, besides him saying that, but what p- ticks me off is everyone says, oh, the big three. Every most NBT, NBA teams that won has had three players. Right. I mean, two top three. But to be but to be touted like that is a whole different beast. That's like, because you know, the media wasn't doing that that back then. Well, I mean, the the media got on a little bit with you know with the Celtics saying, oh, they got their big three. You know, they got Kevin Garnett, uh, Ray, and Rondo, right? So they got they got those. And but it, it but it didn't come out like this is the big three. But you think know what about I mean? it. They were like these are the three talented guys. But, that, but look at technology. Technology right. changes within six months. Right. So what? When they were going out, people weren't talking about tweeting. Right. Well, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, changes, uh, that, that uh, definitely uh, changes the face. Me- of it. Media changes so much even within a year. Right. What was common last year is a whole new thing this year. So, but anyways, before Cel- we. C- yeah, Celtics, Celtics, uh, moving on. Celtics, Celtics, Sixers. Celtics up 2 1 in Philly. Celtics, I think Celtics. Celtics. Got, yeah, Celtics, just too much. And and here's the thing, your boy's not playing that well. Yeah. The 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 man, I mean, and and by the man, and I'm drawing a blank on what my man's name is right now, Paul Pierce. Uh, he's not playing that well. So he's playing well, like he normally does, like he's getting off, 
They have no shot. But Rondo is ridiculous. Well, he's, I mean, he's just uh, incredible. My, my thing is, I just, I think that had D Rose, if the Bulls were playing, they would have been a better match. Yeah, absolutely. For this one. So going to the Spurs, 6 and 0 in playoffs games. Greg Pop, no wonder he's the coach of the year. Yeah, I mean a, he's they, done nothing. They they are the they are the epitome of a team team basketball. Yeah, they're, they're like New England Patriots yeah. in that sense, where they they have a, a whole with less sound bites, yeah, <laughs> and less chaos and drama. Yeah, and, and the Patriots is one not one for a lot of sound bites. Uh, not come on. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, okay, this is this one's blowing my mind. Thunder and Lakers. I love love the Thunder. I I like the way they play. I like their youth. I like their athleticism. Durant is absolutely a beast. His shot, his he's got the sweetest shot going. Yeah, it looks it looks like it it just looks so sweet. I love Westbrook's as that. I mean, I just love the team. I think the team is really athletic. They're young. They're hungry. They got something to prove. It's gonna be nasty to see Spurs and OKC in it, and and I'm worried for the OKC because so you just said the Lakers have no chance. Do, no, they're do done. Do they win they're one done. game? No. Uh, yeah, they, they win. They win home. this game. They win this game in the Lakers. They win. They win this at home. But again, and, and Stephen A. Smith said it earlier today, and or no, uh, Broussard said this earlier. The Lakers have to beat Oklahoma four out of the next five games to win this. That's and not happening. Happen. That's not happening. I'm just. I, I just don't think they'll get sweet, but yeah, I think they're or swept. Either way, I mean, however you want to sweep uh, or I'm swept. Sorry, I, <laughs> even, I was gonna say getting sweet, swept, Stupid. but you know, uh, yeah, they're basically they're going fishing. But just, I mean, they ran them out of the gym too. Like they just, I mean, how you beat the team? You beat the Lake Show by thirty or twenty nine yeah. or thirty. I mean, and that's incredible. Who wants to be in the same locker room with Kobe Bryant after Oh, that? my God. It's that same. I wouldn't want to be in the locker room with Kobe Bryant. I wouldn't want to be in the locker room with Michael Jordan. I wouldn't want to be in the locker room with Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. None of them dudes because they'll they all have it. And they all know that they're gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They know that. They know that. So that's hardcore. I mean, absolutely hardcore. All right. Really quickly, wrapping this up. Entertainment news, box office, boom! Avengers break all kinds of records. You saw it, thought it was awesome. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, and I saw it. a 3D IMAX. Whoa, boom! In your face. Bam. bam. Uh, Dark Shadows. That was that was gonna be number two. Uh, number three, uh, Think Like a Man, which is great because hilarious. Okay, good. Kevin Hart stole the show. And by the way, you said that Kevin Hart is shorter than you are, so that makes him. I've proven that he's shorter. Than <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few people short. Well, well, but they're all under ten. So I mean, <laughs> Tito Jackson is in here starting trouble. We gonna have some talks after the show. <laughs> you know, you know, I love your mama. It's cool. No worries, no worries. And then you know, opening up this week is a Battlefield and the Dictator. Are you going to see either one of those? Uh, absolutely not. No, you don't like either one of those. No. Uh, what about uh, Men in Black Three is coming soon? And uh, no. Chernobyl Diaries. Okay, I take your silence as uh, you'll not be seeing any, any of those. Uh, I, I think I'll check those out once they hit like the on-demand when at the cable spot because I don't I don't see myself paying twenty nine ninety five a person to go to the damn movie theater and 
pay eighty bucks <laughs> for something you really don't. Care exactly, about. exactly. Well, we're done. We appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we got uh, we got William Bennett coming in next week. My guy, my dog, William Bennett. He'll there be in go. there. Ex teammate, Northwestern's finest, Arizona's finest. We got him on next week. So we'll be back. We'll see you next week. Darno Autry, JD Harris, Voice America, OTS. Out. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.